Welcome to The Wisdom Show, a gathering place for the world's leading experts in the fields of human potential, spirituality, personal development, health, relationships, and more. Join us as we evolve together to the highest expression of our lives. And now, your host, Gene Swan. Hello and welcome as we get ready to learn how to wield the creative power of the universe. How would you like to know that you are the master of your life? What if you could command prosperity instead of trying to attract it? What would happen if you could get divine guidance and inspiration every day? Our guest today is going to reveal how we can easily do all of this and more. Gene Slater is the best-selling author of the landmark book, Hiring the Heavens, a practical guide to developing working relationships with the spirits of creation. The book offers a unique perspective on how we can connect with the power of heavens in our daily lives. Jean leads workshops around the country. She's a creative, mystic, higher guidance, intuitive life coach. She's also a certified traditional naturopath, holds certifications in nutrition, acupressure, herbology, allergy elimination, Reiki, Jean does everything. And we're so excited to learn her secrets to tapping into our divine nature. Welcome, Jean. Thank you, Jean. (laughs) (laughs) We have a lot in common in addition to our names. (laughs) Yes, we do. Jean, you've been tapping into this divine power for years now, and I know some of the stories that you've shared. Um, How did you stumble upon this divine power that you were able to tap into? And um, as I understand, it was while you were working in your health practice. What is it that you discovered? Well, uh, it's true. This all happened many years ago, probably about 15, 16 years ago, as I was working with a client in my naturopathic business. Now, at the time, I have to kind of set the stage here because at the time, I was in a space of not wanting anything to do with religion, spirituality, the word God, angels. I had sworn that off when I was 19, when I left the church that I grew up in, and I really wanted nothing to do with it. And my idea of of working in my business was to just approach it from the clinical viewpoint and to work with somebody and and to uh, address their health needs based upon my studies. And the idea that there could be something else going on in another dimension that I could tap into for wisdom was the furthest thing from my mind. So what happened next was something that was so beyond coincidence that I could not dismiss it as mere coincidence. In fact, it it shook my world and made me realize that, yes, there is indeed another dimension that we can all tap into. And here's what happened. (laughs) I was working with a client doing a technique called an allergy clearing, and I had a way of asking the body what it wanted. Many people may be familiar with muscle testing. I used a pendulum, but it's it's all about the same thing, and it's a way of of asking the body's preference of what it it wants to heal itself. And um, in this particular session, the client's body said it wanted to do an allergy clearing for five neurotransmitters, and that I had to name all five. I was able to come up with four and could not think of what that fifth neurotransmitter was. So I was stumped and I felt, in my mind, the session was over because I needed time to research 
what that fifth neurotransmitter might be. So I said to my client, could we reschedule? I need time to do research on neurotransmitters. And then my client said to me, out of the blue, who this client was a lay person, so there was just no reason for her to say this. But the first words out of her mouth were, well, is histamine a neurotransmitter? What an odd thing to say. <laughs> so I said, no, histamine's not a neurotransmitter. Histamine's that stuff your sinuses produce when you have an allergic reaction. That's why, that's why you take antihistamines. No, it's not a neurotransmitter. And then in the next millisecond, for whatever reason, I turn around and I pull a book off my shelf that I had purchased one year prior but had never looked at. The book fell open to a page where histamine is in the title. So I, I kind of was a little bit surprised by that, and I looked up at my client, and I, I was a little bit—it was confusing, a little bit perplexing. Oh, look at this! It's talking about histamine. That's interesting. And then in the very next millisecond, it's as if my eyes were just guided to a line that was buried in the paragraph, and I quote: "It said." Histamine is also thought to be a neurotransmitter. Wow. So had you been asking for this information or it just came to you? Not at all. I, I, I was in the place where I was in complete denial of all of that. that it, that's why that moment was so pivotal to me. It shook me up. I couldn't wait to do the clearing and get the, my client out the door because it, I was reeling. And I had to sit there for a while just trying to figure out what happened. How could, how could that possibly have happened? That was so beyond coincidence. You cannot explain that with coincidence. When I couldn't think of what that fifth neurotransmitter is, but something makes my client say it. And when I denied it, something makes me turn around and pull a book off the shelf, opens the page for me, and takes my eyes right to the line. <laughs> you can't explain that with coincidence. So, so I, I, I sat there for a while trying to think, oh, how do you explain this? What, what just happened? And the only thing that I could come up with is that because maybe I was doing a good thing in my practice, that I had help from an unseen dimension. Like perhaps I actually had a spiritual physician working with me and guiding me with my patients. So from that day on, I began to capitalize on that. So when I would go to work, I would talk to my spiritual physician and I would talk to them just like they were sitting right next to me and I'd say, okay, we've got so-and-so coming in today. Could you help me with their blood sugar issues? And then, and then this other person's coming in and can you help me with their fibromyalgia? It, the list went on and on and as I asked for that help, I started receiving information just either through uh, a book that I would pick up or just a word that would come to mind or um, I would just, like, things would just come out of my mouth, well, you need this particular herb. And I wouldn't know anything about that herb, but I would suggest it to the person. We'd look it up. We'd read about it. Yeah, that sounds good. And then it would end up being the very thing that client needed. So after a while, it became clear to me that, yes, I was getting help from this unseen dimension. And that was shocking to me because I didn't want to believe that there was such a thing. Well, <laughs> after, after that went on for some time, I thought to myself, if I'm getting help with my clients with a spiritual physician, is it possible 
that this unseen dimension would also be willing to help me with other aspects of my business. I need a spiritual time manager, and I need a spiritual financial consultant, and I need a spiritual marketer and a spiritual receptionist. Is it possible that those talents and abilities could assist me from this heavenly dimension? And then I imagined hiring those positions, And having them go to work with me, and every day again, I'd have a staff meeting on my way to the office in the car. And and lo and behold, it was evident within a very short period of time, almost immediately, that indeed I was getting help from this cosmic dimension. And that's how it all began. Well, that incident that you described where the book opened up to the right page, to the right word, It seems to me a lot of people have experiences along those lines, but probably just dismiss it, saying, what a coincidence that was, and not think more about it. But you took it and ran with it and and saw a great power in it. I did. I did. And you're absolutely right. These quote-unquote coincidences and synchronicities are happening to us all the time, and we need to open our eyes to what is really going on. What if... Our lives are being orchestrated from another dimension and being assisted from another dimension and that these synchronicities and these coincidences are actually an orchestration and evidence of, of this unseen power at work in our lives. That's the big question. And um, if we, instead of just dismissing experiences like that, if we really tap into it and pay attention to them, we can actually intensify, we can, we can increase their frequency and truly bring miracles into our lives almost on a daily basis. It's really the most extraordinary thing that's ever happened to me in my life and has totally turned my life around. I cannot imagine, honestly, Jean, going a day without talking to my spiritual hires now. Um, this has been for the last 15 years, and I can honestly tell you there has not been a single day that I haven't called upon them. They've just become constant companions with me. And the reason is is because I have had evidence after evidence that, yes, I am not alone, that they are with me, they are willing to assist in all aspects of my life. I didn't just stop with business. I started hiring away from the heavens for every aspect of my life. I brought the heavens in for for shopping and for <laughs> finding lost objects and for helping me with my car. I'd hire a spiritual mechanic and for helping me with the home remodel we were doing. I hired a spiritual contractor. I, the list went on and on. No matter what I was working on in the, on the physical plane, I would also enlist the help of the spiritual realm. That's what I love about your book is that you talk about how we can use this power all day long because we tend to compartmentalize. Let's say we pray or meditate and then we go about our day and we think of that as separate and we think of the small things we do all day as having nothing to do with it, but actually that's the majority of our life. So you're saying we can have this power through the small things as well as the big things. Absolutely, and that's a great point because I, the religion I grew up with um, as a child, that's the way it was. Uh, you very much kept God at arm's length, and when you prayed, we were taught to pray on our knees 
and you know it had to be a separate time like for example just before bed or something like that or before we ate but it was something that it was done out of reverence and and you had to pray for a big ticket item. It had to be something worthy. You could pray for world peace. You could pray for somebody that was sick. And you could wait for a time that you were in crisis mode. And then then you could call out for help. But you wouldn't bother the big guy just to find the perfect hair color. You just didn't do that. <laughs> well, it was considered selfish. How could you be so selfish to think of something like that for yourself? You're supposed to just be praying for other people. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it was taught that that was a selfish idea. So uh, to bring spirit into your everyday life for everything that you were doing, that was a totally selfish idea. And and yet that was not my experience at all. As I started exploring and, and expanding with this idea of hiring the heavens into every aspect of my life, what I found was there was eager assistance, that there wasn't anything I couldn't ask for and anything that any area of my life that couldn't be assisted by the heavens. And that's been the extraordinary learning lesson of all of this. And what I've come to find out is that the heavens never wanted to be separate from us in the first place. Where did we come up with that idea that God is somehow up on some some lofty cloud and choosing among prayers and everything has to be worthy and we have to earn it and all of that. Where did we come up with that idea? And yet that's what we have. Most of us have that kind of uh, paradigm in our mind. And um, I have found that with hiring the heavens, it's just the opposite. Instead, the heavens have never wanted to be separate from us. But because we have free will, we have to ask. But right, and it can be that simple according to what you write and what you have experienced and I've experienced. Sometimes just stopping to ask is the key. That's it. That's it. And and it's an amazing experience. And I know, um, you know, since writing Hiring the Heavens, I have had so many people send me their emails and, and uh, stories of what has happened for them. And they're truly some of them are just jaw-dropping. But there's really three things that can happen when you hire the heavens. And I'll just tell the listeners real quick the basic idea of it. Um, it's such a simple idea. It requires absolutely no practice, no skill whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. That's the beauty of it. You can do this in the next millisecond. It doesn't require you practicing anything or, or developing a skill. All it takes is simply asking, and anybody can do that, and we already know how to do that. So, and it takes a little bit of imagination. That's about it. So, imagine that you have in your hands the yellow pages of the universe, and in this yellow pages, you will find a listing for every skill, talent, ability, and personality trait that you can possibly imagine, even if you've never heard of such a position here on the physical level, you can just imagine it and it will be there. And then imagine that you can hire away from this vast resource pool 
for everything that you're doing in your life. And there is no place, like nothing is too small and nothing is too big. So just imagine that all restrictions of time and money have been lifted and then hire away from this vast resource pool and then watch three amazing possibilities occur in your life. The first one is that you can be inspired with the information that you need um, just, you know, they, the words will just come into your mind. You, you'll get the inspiration. It's like they speak to you. I like to say they, they talk to you with your thoughts between your thoughts. And that's how it was for me when I was first working with my clients and, and I would need something that would help them with some issue that they had and all of a sudden words would just be coming out of my mouth and I, I'd be as surprised about it as, as my client would be. Like, where did that come from? <laughs> And that's one thing that can happen. The next thing that can happen is that this angelic realm can bring to your doorstep the exact person, skilled person on the physical level that you need. And that has happened for me so many times. The best example was when I was writing my book. When I got the message that, okay, you need to write this book on hiring the heavens, for me it was uh I was like uh, duck out of water. I said, what do I do? I don't even know how to start with this. So I put together a, a, a um, book writing committee, and I said, okay, tell me how to develop these ideas. Bring me somebody that can help me with all this. And the very next day, there's a message on my recorder from a complete stranger from miles away, actually. And she said, hello, my name is so-and-so, and I'm a developmental editor, and I was just wondering if you had any book projects you were working on. <laughs> wow. So right there, uh, someone was brought, like, literally to almost to my doorstep that helped me develop the ideas of hiring the heavens. And then when it got to the point where the manuscript was almost finished and now we needed to go through it with a fine-tooth cone to make sure all the I's were dotted and all the T's were crossed, I said to my spiritual book writing committee, I said, hey, you guys, uh, bring me somebody that can help me do that. Well, the very next day I had a brand-new client in my office, and she had very tiny handwriting. So I knew that she was very detail-oriented. I asked her, well, what is it that you do? And she said, well, I'm a copy editor. And I said, what's a copy editor? She says, well, we go through manuscripts and we make sure that <laughs> all the I's are dotted and all the T's are crossed. <laughs> and so I knew she was heaven sent to me and I hired her on the spot. And then, so that's just an example how someone can be brought to you in human form that's really heaven sent and believe me they're just like uh, the top in their field they're so so good the next thing that can happen is that you can literally watch a flat-out miracle occur in your life and that has been shown to me time and time again you know we tend to think of miracles as something really big like Oh, gosh, it, ha it, it only like somebody rising off the deathbed. That has to be a miracle. But honestly, miracles are happening all the time, and we're just not present to it. We're not paying attention. We're not noticing. But um, they say there's no order 
of difficulty of miracles, that it's no different to have suddenly um, something that you've been missing reappear. That's just as much of a miracle as somebody rising off the deathbed. So, so we need to pay attention to these miracles that are happening into our, in our lives. And honestly, there's been so many, and they're truly expi- inspiring stories. Um, would it be okay if I tell a couple? Yes, <laughs> we'd love to hear them. You know, um, in my book, I talk about one with, uh, there's a jewelry sleuth, and I'm not going to tell that story. I have told that one so many times, and it's a truly fantastic story, and I would love it if people would get the book and read that story. Your your jaw is just going to hit the floor. But um, since telling people about this spiritual jewelry sleuth, being able to find lost objects, I have heard story after story after story from people writing in, either emailing or calling me and letting me know how their missing jewelry has come back to them. And it's just the most extraordinary thing. One of such stories happened from a lady who, uh, an elderly lady who had been a widow for about 10 years. And the one thing that she was missing that she would wanted to have back was her wedding band. It had been gone for 10 years. So after she heard me speak, she thought, you know what? What have I got to lose? I'm going to hire that spiritual jewelry sleuth. And she just imagined again opening up that universal yellow pages, finding the listing for the spiritual jewelry sleuth, and imagined hiring that talent in her life. And she said, okay. I, and she did this on her way home from my talk. She said, I would really love to have my wedding band back. Would you see what you can do? When she got home, she sat down on the couch. Across from her is the coffee table with a live plant on the table that she had only had for a couple years. She looked at the live plant and saw that there was a dead leaf on it. She reached over to pull the dead leaf off and saw something shiny in the soil and pulled up her wedding band. <laughs> the most amazing thing about this is how simple it is. I think that's the most amazing part. Like how yes. could it be this simple? Do you think that a lot of people question that? Yeah, because we're used to things being difficult and hard, and we're all used to having a formula. If if I can just give me the step by step formula, right? <laughs> and get this right. <laughs> okay, now exactly, exactly. How do I do this? <laughs> and we think that if we can just get it right, that somehow we can make this work. But uh, we're going to get into that, I know, a little bit later in this conversation about why hiring the heavens is not like that at all and why you can let go of all of that. But I do want to tell this one more story about jewelry. It's just so fun. Um, this is a, from a lady. You can actually read it on, on Amazon. It was one of the reviews on Amazon. And uh, she said that uh, her mother had passed away three years prior. And one of the things that her mother had always promised her was an opal ring that she had. And so when she passed away, she could not find the, her daughter couldn't find the opal ring. It was nowhere to be found. And she scoured the house, could not find it. 
After three years, she had all but given up until she read my book, Hiring the Heavens. She thought, what the heck? There's a story in there about a jewelry, piece of jewelry being brought. I'll give it a go. So she hired that spiritual jewelry sleuth. Obviously, she's the best in the universe because two weeks later, she's doing the laundry. You've just got to picture this here. This is really, this is a miracle. But she's doing the laundry. She's mating up socks, and one of her socks is knotted. So she, as she's untying the sock, she feels something in it and reaches in and pulls out her mother's ring. Wow. Does that give you goosebumps or what? It it does. It's as if they do it in a way that says, okay, we're going to make sure you understand that this was a direct result of you asking, and you're not going to be able to explain it any other way. (laughs) Right, exactly. And it it happens so quickly, too. I want to ask a question that's coming in on the webcast right now from a person named Sano is asking, do you think the beings you hire to work with you need to be paid with chocolate? Do they get vacations? She says, Richard Bartlett of Matrix Energetics says, you need to give back. Oh, <laughs> I love that, and I am familiar with Richard Bartlett, very familiar. Um, well, uh, when I have asked about that, there is indeed a payment, indeed. And that payment is that you have more love and joy in your life, and that's a payment we can all afford. Truly, the more joy that you have in your life, and I'm not saying that you go around with a constant smile on your face and it's never removed. I'm saying that there's more joy in your life, and joy can even come from working really hard at something. Joy comes from living life and being fully present and and being a creator, because that's the big message that came through in writing Hiring the Heavens. By divine design, we are creators. And if people can really just sit with this about who they truly are, they are creators. And know that this was, this is how it was created. By divine design, we are creators. And so as we go about our lives, if we purposely create our lives to bring more joy in and more of an expression of who we really are, that, you know, it, that can be through very hard work. That can be, you know, like for example, if you're training for a marathon and this is something that gives you great joy, this is not, this is something you're going to really have to work hard on. But, But if you're fully enthused and embracing life and working towards something that you just find so fulfilling to your soul, this is the payment that the heavenly world, that's what they receive. And honestly, we can all afford that. What is not payment is feeling like you are a victim completely to life and that you have no choices and that you are not in the creatorship position and that you can't change anything and that I'll just I'll just uh, get myself uh, um, go on autopilot and just go about my day in a half days. That is not payment because that's not creating. But when you go to that place of creatorship and you live in joy, then you're paying the spiritual world. <laughs> so that really is the key lesson is that we are co-creators, but the majority of people do not recognize that. I mean, many do, but for the most part, I think 
people don't really recognize that and they go through uh, reacting to what happens rather than creating it. I'm just curious because when I read your book, I, I have asked for divine guidance in other ways, but I thought, well, I'm going to do it this way as far as hiring the committees. So what I would do is write down what I wanted, but I'd write it as if it's already completed as I've learned in, in other methods. So I'm just curious, how exactly do you do it? Do you write down something as if it's already done? And do you write a list of every specific thing that you want to create? No, neither. Okay, <laughs> then we're talking about and, something very and, different. Yeah, and in my book, I do give a suggestion how some people can write things down. But to be honest, that was because I kept getting requests from people to do that. Uh, everybody's different in how they, uh, you know, approach things. And some people, it's really good for them to organize their thoughts by writing it down. And I totally support that. Uh, myself, I'm not that way. And so I never did. Uh, for me, it was just going into my imagination. And, and then I like to talk out loud. I don't feel that there is any kind of, um, uh, pre, like any kind of, um, premeditating this that I have to do. All I have to do is talk to them as if I'm talking to my best friends. Like, uh, I can be in mid, mid-thought. I can be saying to my spiritual hires, you know, I would really like to do, wait, wait, wait a minute. No, maybe I don't want to do that. Let's, what if we did, and you know, just like I'm talking to you right now with, well, you know, just working it out as I'm talking, because that's how it would be with a best friend, wouldn't it? You, your best friend would be sitting with you and saying, kind of conversing back and forth and saying, well, maybe we could try it this way. Well, what if we did this or that, you know? So that's how it has worked for me. But the most important thing, Jean, and I'm so glad that you asked this question, it doesn't matter how I do it. And it doesn't matter how, if somebody else is uh, the type that wants to write everything down and keep things organized that way, because that's what their personality is like, it doesn't matter how we do it, because the truth is there is no one right way to do this, and you can't get it wrong. And this is the piece that is so different from so many other modalities out there. Every other modality has a specific way to do things. I know that um, at in the beginning, and I even have it in my book, that I thought that the way this was working was according to the law of attraction. In fact, it was my de developmental editor that, that first introduced me to the whole idea of the law of attraction. And when I read about it, I thought, oh, that's how this is working. But as the years have gone by, I've come to see how very different it is from the law of attraction. In fact, I believe this goes into the law of grace, a completely different way that we manifest. And the law of attraction still exists, and it has such wonderful premises in it, and it has such, it, it helps you to look at what's going on with yourself and examine your thoughts and examine how you do things. And as you said, you there's, there's different rules about the law of attraction. You write things down in the present tense as if it's already occurred. You avoid the word want. You have an attitude of gratitude. You know, the list goes on and on about how you work with the law of attraction. But with the law of grace, none of that is required. 
None of that is required whatsoever. And that is because it's based on who you are. And who you are is a divine being. And you can never, ever, ever, ever take that away from you. There's nothing that you can possibly do that would take that away from you. And there's nothing that you could possibly do to earn it. You just are a divine being, period. So what role does expectation, faith, belief that it will happen, what role does that play in it? Or what if you just ask and then forget about it and don't necessarily believe that it will happen? You know, I haven't found that there is too many restrictions, anything at all that will stop this from happening, except perhaps that feeling of worthiness. Hmm. If somehow you feel that that there's, um, oh, they, uh, this isn't going to happen for me because I'm just not worthy of this, or who am I? They're, you know, the heavens aren't going to pay attention to me. I'm nobody, or, you know, any of those kinds of thoughts. Perhaps that will keep it from you, but even then I've seen that um, something will just come along and surprise you that uh, you say, wow, (laughs) even in my darkest times, I have gotten help. And I've noticed that, like, um, you know, we all go through our times where, where we're having a down day for one reason or another, and and you're stuck in it. You're stuck in that depression. You're stuck in that dark mood. The law of attraction says, well, you're just going to get more of that. But I have found even in those days when I ask for help, uh, it just seems like I'm lifted out of that. It's, like, it's almost as if I get a nice, comforting arm around my shoulder that says, you know what? We can see you're really having a bad day. Let's do something to cheer you up. And that's been my experience. So the most important thing that people need to understand is that this is nothing they can earn. There's nothing they have to do. They don't have to have an attitude of gratitude. They don't have to be asking only for an altruistic uh, uh, endeavor. They don't have to, you know, have all their P's and Q's lined up and ask just right. They don't have to state in the present tense and, and avoid the word want. They don't have to do any of those things. They simply need to talk to the spiritual world again like it's your best friend and know that, well, wait a minute, this, we're, this is a collaborative effort here. What do you think? Let's try this or let's try that and then just wait and see what shows up and pay attention because extraordinary things can happen. So you're tapping into the spiritual realm, which doesn't have any of the rules or laws that apply (laughs) uh, in the linear world, in the physical world. The same rules don't apply. So there basically are no rules. There are no rules, and there's no one right way of doing things. And you, there's nothing you have to do to prove your worthiness. You are worthy, period just because of who you are. And that is the law of grace. The law of grace is that this is a gift to you simply because you exist. And there's nothing more other than taking the next breath and asking that you have to do. And here's the wonderful thing that happens, you know, with, for example, so many of the modalities out there, it is about examining yourself. And like I said, there's wonderful things that have come from that. 
And one of the things they talk about is to make sure that you have an attitude of gratitude and thank them for, for how they have worked for you. But what I'm here to tell you is that when you live from this place of grace, that gratitude is a byproduct. It's a symptom of living that way. Honestly, you just can't help it. You just can't help but have a smile in your face. When these miracles and synchronicities happen, I'm telling you, it puts you on a high. And that high is where you just have a grin from ear to ear, and you cannot help but be in gratitude. But that's because it's a symptom of living that way, not something you have to conjure up ahead of time. Interesting. I'm always conjuring up gratitude. I, I, I do every day and I, I do enjoy it and it does put me in a good state. But I see what you're saying is that it's not necessary even to do the work because that will happen once you live this way on a, on a regular basis. Right. You know, um, there's a uh, program by Deepak Chopra called Synchro Destiny. And in this program, he said that according to ancient Vedic tradition, there are two symptoms of enlightenment. And when I first heard that, him talk about that, immediately my mind jumped and said, oh, I know what those two symptoms must be. It must be that you have all this love in your heart and you cease judgment. Surely those are the symptoms of enlightenment, but it wasn't. The two symptoms of enlightenment are that, number one, synchronicities are happening to you on a daily basis. And number two, because of that, you just don't worry anymore because you know everything is being taken care of. And that is the the symptoms of enlightenment. You just live that way. And coincidentally, (laughs) it was shortly after that that I was giving a presentation at a a conference, and there was a gentleman that came up to me, and he said, you know what, Jean, I heard you speak about a year ago, and what you had to say changed my life. So I said, wow, that's an amazing thing to say. And in what way did it change your life? And he said, well, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to tell you a single incident or reason, but what I can say is that synchronicities are always happening for me. Whatever it is I need, it just seems to appear. It's just its kind of mind-blowing. They're always happening, and because of that, I just don't worry anymore. <laughs> right, and that is what we all love to experience. I mean, that's really the key. If you can feel at peace in your life, that's your right. life is wonderful. Right. No matter what's going on. You know, you know that everything is proceeding on schedule. <laughs> and there's, there's, there's purpose, there's reason. You know you're not alone. It gives you a whole different space of grace to operate in. So we have a lot of questions coming in on the Q&A panel. And Barbara Lingard of Salt Spring Island, Canada, is asking, is it permissible to ask for help for a family member to get help when he or she does not necessarily believe in spirit help can they can the person ask for them if they don't believe in spiritual help oh absolutely it never hurts to hire away from the spiritual realm for anyone i mean let's let's go to the president of the united states let's go to to greece I mean, let's make it global i mean it won't hurt at all and then you can certainly go to those love members the 
the members of your family that you love that that even though they don't believe in it, you can ask because they do have their own free will. And if they refuse the help, it's almost like um, you know somebody giving somebody else a, a gift or or some uh, free advice. That person has the right to either accept or not accept it, but it certainly isn't going to hurt. So absolutely, and I do have some extraordinary <laughs> stories of, of people that asked for other people. And um, one was a lady that wrote to me, and she said that uh, um, she and her, I mean, her husband and the neighbor were in this feud, and the, the the tension was building between the two of them. And one afternoon, she was watching from the window when the two of them were arguing, and she thought to herself, oh, it's going to come to blows because it had intensified so much. So she turned around and went into the living room and closed her eyes and imagined hiring a spiritual mediator. And she said, please, help them to see the good in each other. And she walked back looked out the window, and there they are hugging each other, saying, I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Talk about a miracle. <laughs> yeah. And as you say, these miracles can happen all the time if we're open to it, and, and the key is asking. That's right. That's uh, right. I love the simplicity of that. We have a lot more questions, but I want to talk about your incredible special offer package, Gene, that is available at www.thewisdomshow.com forward slash... I mean, no, thewisdomshow.com and then go under special offers. And that is where you'll find it, also on the page for this webcast. And, Jean, you have two different packages. So can you explain for us, for people who want to buy the book or to buy the extended program, uh, what your offer includes? Well, the first package is a smaller package for those that just want to get going on the whole idea of hiring the heavens, and it includes my book, Read by Me, in a professional sound studio, so it's an MP3 that they can get immediately and, and start to put to work in their lives uh, in the very next moment. Truly, that's all it takes. It's just a, it's a moment away. So that's the first thing that they'll get. They'll also get a downloadable ebook for the companion workbook with, if they are the type of person that likes to keep things organized by writing them down, by all means do that. Um, I've had uh, people show me their committee pages and what it had done for them, and they have one for work, they have one for, for their health, they have one for their love relationship, every aspect of their life. They put a whole committee together, and there's a place in there where you can write the mission statement and the tasks that you would like to see completed. And they've showed me their workbook and showed how, yes, this was done, and then this was done, and then this was done, and it's a way of kind of keeping a miracle journal because we do tend to, as we said earlier, dismiss some of these things, but when we write it down, we are able to keep it fresh in our mind that, oh, wow, this really did happen, and then it's undeniable. And uh, there's also an MP3 that I did some time ago for a group that uh, we were working specifically on finances. So the question was, is how do you hire the heavens for your financial future? And I've had a number of people write to me about how they put together their financial team and what it had done for them. One such lady, they were at the point in their business that they were wondering if they would have to declare bankruptcy. 
And they put together their financial committee, and within a very short period of time, I don't know if it was a week or so, they actually received a $100,000 donation. Wow. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> I've had other people tell me about how the, they, uh, one gentleman said that he said within three years, I want to be financially independent and put his committee to work on it. And absolutely within three years, he was financially independent. And there's many stories like that. So this is an MP3 that focuses just on how do you put your financial committee together and what are the things that you really want to think about. You know, that probably the hardest thing about all of this is just they're just people are not sure how and what they can ask for and i truly say that all you have to do is go in your imagination but even that sometimes stymies people like well what what do i ask for so by listening to these you'll get ideas of what other people have done and it gives you something to to think about for yourself and um, let's see, there's also an uh, ebook on higher guidance journaling. And this ebook is about how to create a conversation with your angels, your guides, and your higher guidance. And it is something that I started doing as I became aware that there is this other dimension that I could converse with. I started my own journaling. I thought to myself, I'm going to ask some of the big questions here. I want to know, who are we? How did we get to be divine spiritual beings? Um, what are we here for? What's our purpose? Is there a soul? Do we have free will or fate? Is there an ego? All those big questions. And so I actually began what I called my creative mystic committee and started journaling with and asking questions of my Creative Mystic Committee. And so in this ebook, it teaches you how to put together your own committee and converse and ask questions and receive answers using various things that, that uh, are readily available to anyone, like tarot cards, runes, even how to use a pendulum. Right. I've used a pendulum, and that is fascinating. I, it's sometimes, it takes some practice, though, to use it and to be sure of the answers you're getting, but what it's doing is tapping into your subconscious. Yes, it does. And, yes, um, I've been a dowser for over 20 years, and, and you're right. Uh, using a pendulum requires some skill, but that's why I also teach how to use things like cards and runes because that doesn't require any skill whatsoever to pick a card. Right. There are Anybody easier ways. Anybody can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I still use the pendulum, though. I'm, I'm working on it to get, you know, totally confident in the answers. So, uh, because sometimes you'll ask a question and then you'll get different answers, but also by the questioning of it is what kind of puts the doubt into it too, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's that can an, happen. That's another program, <laughs> but it's fascinating and it's a great way to get answers. Um, so uh, once again, to clarify for the special offer package, the two different packages that Jean has, go to www.thewisdomshow.com and then click on special offers and you will see Jean's picture and package and then you will follow the prompts and you will find which one you're looking for Another, right. um, some more questions coming in you did talk about the person who became financially independent in three years we have a question from someone asking do you have any advice when it comes to asking for money and getting it quickly mm -hmm. yeah and and the main thing is just to ask 
so like I said with that one lady that that was at the point of bankruptcy, um, there really isn't any right way to do this, and you can't get it wrong. So simply talk as if they are right in front of you and say, look, you see my, my financial portfolio here? You see what's going on? Would you help me out? And and bring in not only a spiritual financial consultant, but bring in a spiritual stress buster to help relieve that stress and pressure you're feeling. Then bring in a spiritual, uh, help me to see how rich I am. <laughs> Specialist, you know, um, I gave an interview with uh, Iyanla Van Zant, and um, she has been using this process even in her workshops since 2005. And she had the most fun names for her spiritual hires. She had a spiritual rich uncle. <laughs> <laughs> And she would say that whenever she'd be in a financial pinch, she'd call upon her spiritual rich uncle and say, hey, <laughs> I need that money to come in. And, and some way, somehow, money would show up. So um, just get fun. Uh, be imaginative. Release. Um, bring in uh, that sense of peace and know that it's all going to be worked out for you. Right. And that's what I love is the simplicity of this and the the fact that it can be fun and creative and there are no limitations and there are no rules. It's just a realization that you can create. So tap into it. That's right. That's right. And it really does change and shift your life. I honestly am my life is so different now from what it used to be years ago. And I live from this place of peace that I could not even have imagined years ago. <laughs> right. And we have a few more questions. Kathy from New York is asking, what if we're not clear and specific about what we want? How can we gain that clarity? Ah, then hire a spiritual clarity advisor. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's a committee for everything and an asking. advisor. Yes. Yeah, you know, that's whatever it is that you're feeling like you need, believe me, there is a specialist standing ready to assist you. So if you feel like, gosh, I don't even know what I want here. I just can't even figure it out. I think I want this, but then I'm not sure. Maybe it could be that. Well, hire a spiritual specialist to help make it clear to you. And you can give them fun, engaging names, uh, whatever you want. Uh, it do, that, that piece doesn't matter. Just ask. And, you know, I uh, I remember I had to get a new car, and I was out shopping for cars, and it seemed like everything that I thought I wanted for a car would show up. I remember one time uh, I was just going into my imagination, okay, I want this is the price range. I want it this make. It's going to be a four-door. It's going to be blue color, this many miles, blah, blah, blah. I had pictured it completely in my mind. And the very next day, I drove to pick up a movie, and there parked on the side of the road where there has never been a car for sale before or since was exactly my car in every way, every detail that I'd asked for. And after I looked it over, I changed my mind. <laughs> changed my mind. That I can go, happen. You know, this is great, guys, but you know what? I don't think I want this. I think I want something else. 
And so then the, I would start thinking, oh, okay, now I want this kind of car. And, and then the next thing I would know is that I'd get a flyer, and it would be exactly the car that I'd be asking for. And I'd look at it, or I'd go test drive it, and I'd go, nope, nope, I've changed my mind. Now I want something else. And, and that's okay, too. That's the wonderful thing about this. You can change your mind in midstream. <laughs> you, they cannot be offended. They absolutely cannot be offended. What they want more than anything else, the spiritual world wants to put a smile on your face. Can you imagine, Jean, if, if, uh, let's say you have a daughter and it's, it's her senior, senior ball and you are at the mall and you happen to see a dress that you think is so fantastic. Oh, my daughter would look so good in this. I'm buying it for her. She's going to be so happy. I'm just going to surprise her. And when you bring it home and you show it to her and she gives you a look like, oh, my God, no. (laughs) Sounds familiar. (laughs) And, And you can see she doesn't like it at all. Would you as a parent say, well, you're going to wear this anyway. No. I got it for you, so you're going to wear it. No, and no, I would not. The parent would say, look, honey, I can see you don't like this dress. I thought it was really cute, but I can totally see you don't think that way. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to the store and let's get you something you really would like. And that's the way the heavens is. No matter what it is that you can come up with and, and oh, they manifest this for you or they manifest that for you, you can change your mind. You can look at it and say, ah, you know what, I thought I wanted that, but that's, I've changed my mind. I'm doing something else. <laughs> and they are just so totally delighted just to assist you in every way. And we have Ellen from Seattle wanting to know, what if what we want to create does not happen or doesn't happen the way we think it will? Does it sometimes occur that what you're trying to create doesn't happen or does it come about in another way? Yes, yes, and yes. Um, I I don't have all my requests fulfilled. Absolutely not. There's a lot of things that I've asked for that I never see them happening. But I can tell you this, I have had so many experiences and so much evidence and proof for me that I do have assistance, that I never go to that place, well, you know what, you have helped me in the past 100 times, but you didn't this time. (laughs) So that's it. I'm writing you guys off. I never go to that place where I go into disbelief. I always assume there's a reason. When I um, wrote my book, I got the message it was time to submit it to a major publisher. And uh, unbeknownst to me, that um, you're supposed to go to very expensive seminars to learn how to submit your book to a publisher. You're supposed to learn how to write your book proposal, your marketing plan, get your press kit together and do all these things and submit to 30 different publishers. You'll probably get turned down by all of them. So submit to the next 30 and, and so on and so on. And it's very, very, very difficult to get one of your books published by a major publisher. Well, I didn't know any of that, and I just asked my book writing committee, okay, who am I supposed to submit my book to? And I was told New World Library. New World Library is the publisher of uh, The Power of Now. So I looked them up. I said, yeah, this is a great place. I'll, I'll submit my book here. I sent them a book with no press kit, with no marketing plan, with no book proposal, just a little note that said, okay, you guys are the ones. And then I waited. I submitted to no other publishers, and I knew 
that they were the ones. But I waited. Two weeks went by, three weeks, four weeks, then two months, then three months, then four months. And, and in the meantime, I, I talked to somebody who had published a number of books, and she was really saying, you can't just submit to one publisher. You can't do that. You've got to get that book uh, proposal out there to lots of different publishers. This is never going to happen. But I stayed steadfast. I said, no, nope, I know what I heard. So I waited five months and six months, and in the seventh month they called. Now, I don't know, Jean, why it took seven months. I'm assuming there was some orchestration of other things that had to take place. I, I don't have the rhyme or reason to that. I just know that my request was heard, and I waited for it to be fulfilled. And so when things don't show up exactly like I planned, like say for an example, you hire the spiritual parking angel, and you ask for that parking place up front, and it's not there. Well, what have, what if somebody else had also asked? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I, I assume there's a good reason and I let it go because there's been so many, so many times where it's absolutely proved to me that yes, I am getting help. So when it doesn't happen, I just let it go. Okay. Don't you think it was your belief that it would happen that created it? You didn't walk away and say, well, that's not right. You believed that it would happen. I don't believe that was the reason that it uh, that it occurred. I just think that it probably took some orchestration. <laughs> right. Um, one other question from John in the UK. He says, I am an agnostic. I don't know if there are higher powers. Will using this process work? Now, you say that you don't specifically claim that it's angels, God. You say that you don't know what it is, but you do know that it works, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, uh, I've never, my, I'm not clairvoyant, so I myself have never seen an angel. I just know that this works. And how exactly it works, I don't know. And I don't think it matters either. And, um, you know, you can be agnostic. You don't have to believe in that higher power. Just give it a try, though. <laughs> Right, exactly, and you make it so easy in your uh, program for people to get ideas if they're not clear on what they want, ways they can get it, ways to be creative, and most of all, it's simple and fun, which is what's so great about it. It's not a lot of work. It's not something you have to set aside a lot of time for. It's not something you have to struggle over. You, you make it very easy and fun and effortless, and that's that's why it's so great. Thank you. So, Jean, thank you so much for sharing all of this with us, making it easy for us to connect with our abilities to create, which is so important as co-creators that you help us all to realize that, to make it easy. Thanks for sharing all of this, what basically is divine inspiration. Thanks for sharing it with us. And I want to thank all of you for joining our community every day. We look forward to sharing more possibilities with you next time on The Wisdom Show. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to visit us at thewisdomshow.com for access to archives of previous shows and special discount packages offered by our world-renowned experts. Thanks to internetaudiohub.com for our state-of-the-art broadcast sound. 
InternetAudioHub.com is available for all of your Internet audio needs. We look forward to joining you next time on The Wisdom Show. Thank you.